Hi, guys. Thanks so much. And I want to talk to you today about the favor of God. I wonder what that means to you right now, the favor of God. It's a phrase that has stuck with me ever since I read a verse in one of the Psalms. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. Surrounded by God's favor. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But with all that's going on, you might find yourself asking, where is the favor of God in my life? How could 2020 be described as a year of God's favor? So I want to explore this by looking at, one, what God's favor is, two, how we can experience God's favor in our lives, and three, what that means for us, how we respond. So firstly, what is the favor of God? What does that mean? Not long ago, me and my wife Lizzie had our first child, little Samuel. And you could definitely say that our favor is upon him, even when he's drawn on the carpet or he's kept us up all night. Or the other day, um, Lizzie had made Samuel a, a bowl of porridge with lots of lovely, delicious fruit mashed up into it. And normally he inhales the stuff. But on this occasion, Lizzie put the bowl down on Samuel's little tray and she made the rookie error of turning away at the crucial moment. And as she turned back, of course, the porridge had gone airborne. And um, I walked into the room as it crashed onto the floor, and Samuel just looked up at us both, smiling angelically, bless him. And then I thought it would be helpful to take some photos, but I did actually get involved in the clear-up too. But of course, we continue to love our little Samuel. We 100% approve of him. Our hearts want the very best for him, including learning not to launch his breakfast across the room. But either way, we can't help smile when we look at him because he has our favor unconditionally, continually, wholeheartedly. And yet this love we feel towards our own children is only a pale reflection of God's affection towards each of us. God's favor in your life means that he loves you unconditionally, continually, wholeheartedly, like you're his own son or daughter. He approves of you like a good and loving parent, even when you've metaphorically drawn on the carpet, kept him up all night, or thrown your porridge on the floor. And I, I don't know about you, but I've found this at times difficult to believe, particularly during difficult seasons like the one we're going through right now. I find it tempting to maybe think the opposite, that God's favor has maybe run out, or maybe even that he's unfavorably disposed towards me. Maybe you feel like, like that right now with what's going on in your life. Maybe you're having difficulties in a key relationship and that's been amplified during lockdown. Or maybe you're facing financial pressures and you can't see a way through. Or perhaps you're struggling in the whole area of mental health or someone you love is. So how do we experience God's favor in our lives, especially during the tough times? Well, firstly, living in God's favor doesn't mean that everything will be easy. Jesus himself, God's own beloved son, he went through great suffering and he warned his followers, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And Jesus also said, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. So a good indicator of God's favor in your life is not so much that everything is easy, but rather that you're easily carrying Jesus' peace in your life. And perhaps you're watching and that makes perfect sense to you. You're already following Jesus. You know what it's like to draw strength from your relationship with him in the tough times. But for others, perhaps you're not sure where you stand with Jesus right now. 
Maybe something that's happened that has brought a distance between you and you're not sure where to go next. If that's you, I think Jesus would love to reconnect with you today, especially to fill you with peace. And, and there'll be space at the end, a time of ministry, for you to connect with Jesus in that time. Or maybe you're brand new and you're trying to figure out who Jesus is in the midst of everything going on. And I think the Alpha course, the guys were talking about earlier, that would be a great next step. I personally, I love Alpha. And since it went online back in April, I've just been amazed to hear the stories of people experiencing God's favor in all kinds of ways. And me and my wife, Lizzie, we've loved leading one of the groups and seeing this in the people in our group. People like Vanessa. And before um, we met Vanessa on Alpha, she was going through a tough season. Um, her husband had walked out on her after 23 years, and they're divorced. And her mum, with no history of mental health problems, suddenly had a breakdown and was in hospital for over a year. And as the weeks of Alpha went on, Lizzie and I, we could see Vanessa just being impacted by the discussion times and the topics we were covering. But the session about the Holy Spirit was the key turning point. We had a time of praying for each guest to be filled with the Holy Spirit if, if they wanted. And as we prayed for Vanessa, we could see the tears streaming down her face as she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And later that evening, Vanessa posted on our little Alpha WhatsApp. She said, I've just been listening to Katy Perry's, Katy Perry's song, Firework. I know it's not a religious song, but I've been dancing around my apartment, feeling so uplifted. I have such a sense of peace. And all I know is the further away from God I feel, the worse it is. And the closer I am with God, I just get more and more peace. And then Vanessa, a few weeks later, she sent another message with a picture. And it's a, it's a page from a Christian daily devotional book she'd just read. And the passage said, the message said, got to love God. Today would have been my 26th wedding anniversary. And this was my daily reading. I don't know if you can make it out in this picture, but the title of the reading is Royal Wedding. And the Bible verse says, let's rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb, that's Jesus, has come, and his bride has made herself ready. And the little commentary describes how, using the analogy of marriage, the most important wedding we could prepare for is with Jesus that lasts for eternity. And Vanessa, she continued this message, how amazing that this is what I should read today. I've been given the greatest gift, the greatest unconditional love. Today could have been a sad, introspective day, but it feels the opposite. And last week, I, I checked in with Vanessa, and I asked if I could share her story with you. And I asked if there's anything she'd like to add, and she just said, I'm just so grateful. Life is still hard, but the peace I have from God's love and my Trent Vineyard family overcomes it all. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Vanessa had found these words of Jesus to be real and true for her. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world, Jesus said. And she's experienced love and joy and peace and God's favor in her life through a relationship with Jesus. And she's not the only one. Over 80 people we know about have said yes to Jesus here at Trent since lockdown began. Our last Alpha course online was the, was the biggest one we've ever had. Our first Steps with Jesus course running right now is the biggest one. And there are so many other ways people are encountering Jesus in this time through online services, through, through small groups, 
through everything going on at Trent Compassion, ministry on the streets, so much more. The comfort and hope, the light Jesus offers, seems to be more relevant than ever in what our culture is going through. But why is Jesus the key to God's favor in our lives? At the start of his ministry, Jesus gave a kind of manifesto describing what he was about. And he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And if you continue reading on in Luke's gospel, you can't help but see that Jesus fulfills these words wherever he goes. There's like an avalanche of God's favor that pours out of him. He heals the sick, forgives sins. He cares for the poor. He breaks down prejudice. He brings freedom for the oppressed. And in doing all these things, Jesus represents perfectly God's heart for a broken world. And that's what we as Jesus' body, the church, the body of Christ, we're called to continue. The Holy Spirit has anointed us too so that we might go on proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, doing the things Jesus did. And that's why I'm so grateful to see all that's going on in this season in the life of Trent Vineyard. So we see God's favor in Jesus' life and ministry and through his body, the church. But for me, when everything is, is out of control and, and I'm doubting or questioning God's love and favor in my own life, it's looking to the cross that helps the most. Because the cross where Jesus died is the place I see and feel God's love demonstrated most powerfully. The cross is the place I feel most secure in God's favor, no matter what. And that verse I shared at the beginning had a, had a, a bit in the first half which, which said, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with favor as with a shield. And it, it's a little bit like a, a slightly unwelcome small print clause. The favor and blessing of God reserved for the righteous. Uh-oh, how righteous do I need to be to have God's favor? I don't know if you relate to this, but I know there have been chunk, chunks of time, time in my journey of faith where I've kind of yo-yoed up and down spiritually based on the level of righteousness I've achieved. I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, but it's up when I've, gone, when I've done that good deed. It's up when I've had a long streak in my Bible reading plan. It's up when I've served on that team for the second time this month. But it's down when I've fallen into that bad habit. It's down when I feel like I haven't prayed enough. It's down when I've eaten that box of chocolates that was a gift for my wife for her birthday from me. This way of doing faith can all too easily become God loves me, he loves me not. Or I'm in God's favor, I'm out of God's favor based on what I do or don't do. It's not necessarily the, thing, the things themselves that are bad because some of them are really good. Okay, maybe not the chocolate one, but it's what's going on in our hearts that's important. And if you're in that place at the moment, maybe you know how demoralizing that can be in your journey of faith. And that's where Jesus offers us something so much better, an invitation to trust him rather than ourselves, an invitation to receive a gift of righteousness rather than trying to make it on our own. Because it's at the cross that Jesus, the righteous one, he gives up his own perfect life out of pure love to secure for each one of us a gift of righteousness we could never achieve. 
And Jesus' close friend Peter, he put it like this. He bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live to righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. And this gift of righteousness, it means forgiveness for our sins, even the things we feel most guilty about. It means freedom from all condemnation and judgment, past, present, and future. It means we're accepted by God just as we are. And from that place of security, we can go on that journey of being changed and transformed to become more like Jesus. And it means we're forever welcome into God's presence, guaranteed access, not only today, but for all of our tomorrows into eternity. So how might we respond to God's favor? Firstly, I'd love everyone to just take a moment to pause and reflect. What do you believe God feels about you in this moment? If you're struggling to believe his favor is on your life, then I'd invite you to press in further. Come to Jesus today. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you identify what's making you feel that, feel that way. There are also things we can do that will help us stand firm in God's favor. Things like being thankful, counting our blessings, expressing our gratitude, our praise to God, or engaging with Jesus through reading the Bible, the stories about him, or developing a prayer life that will help us stay rooted and close to him. And wasn't it amazing to hear about this prayer shield that Debbie talked about earlier? I, I only heard about it after I'd written the, this talk, but I couldn't help but think again about that verse in the psalm. God's favor surrounding us like a shield. So let's get praying for that. Also, finding community with others who are following Jesus is such a big part of experiencing God's favor in our own lives. One guy in our small group, he described the group last week as the place where we all see the Jesus in all of us. And I couldn't put it any better. So if you've not yet managed to find an online group, we'd love to encourage you to do that and help you do that. Maybe for others, you're feeling an urgency to share this good news of God's favor in Jesus. Maybe you could try out with one of our teams that are going out on the streets to share their faith and pray for people, all, all socially distanced. So two weeks ago, the guys were in town and they met someone who said the main barrier he felt between him and God was not being able to love himself because of the guilt he was carrying. But as they chatted more, he understood God wanted a relationship with him right where he's at, not where he should be. And he decided to invite Jesus into his life right there with them in Market Square. And wouldn't it be amazing if during this next Alpha course, many more people were able to experience something like our friend Vanessa. So I'd love, you to encourage, I'd love to encourage you to invite, invite, invite. Invite a friend, a colleague, a neighbor, or just a stranger. The worst that could happen is that they might say no, and it could feel awkward for a moment. But it could be the opportunity for them to experience God's favor in their lives forever. And finally, whatever we're navigating in this season, let's hold on to hope and trust that because of Jesus, we can join with the psalmist and say, even in these days, surely, Lord, you bless us, righteous through Jesus. You surround us with favor, your favor, as with a shield. 
Amen. Amen.